keep more, earn more, and make more money, you're in the right place. I've spent over 10 years learning from the most brilliant minds in money, wealth, and investing to take myself from 20K in debt to a seven-figure investment portfolio. Join in as I share the secrets towards more growth, money, investing, and ultimately, freedom. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins, and welcome to Ms. Wealthy's Kiss My Money podcast. Hey, babes. Welcome back. It's Simone here. Oh, I'm so happy to be joining you. It feels like, honestly, having one episode a week, it just feels so long. I have been contemplating actually increasing the episodes to two a week. I would love your input and thoughts on whether that's something that you'd actually enjoy or want. And I'm going to be bringing back a few more interviews as well. So this week I'm actually interviewing a really cool woman. She is the co-founder of a independent online home loan provider uh, that essentially helps you get better rates on mortgages because I learned something really crazy. Did you know that, well, this is true for banks in Australia. I haven't since checked this for the US or anywhere else, but in Australia, if you uh, have ever got a home loan before, even if you've used a broker, essentially it comes down to the best bargainer, the best barterer, because home loan rates are not fixed. Even if you see something online, the they completely vary. So you could get a different rate from your neighbor purely because they're a better negotiator. So that's really crazy. Anyway, I'm interviewing her this week and um, there's just so many topics coming up, um, particularly from a lot of women, even in the Facebook group um, that I'm realizing like, you know, God, I should just purely do a, a podcast episode just on that. And so I've been thinking about doing two apps a week. I know for some of my favorite podcasts, sometimes it feels like one a week is not enough, particularly when I'm driving or I'm binge listening, you know, like 20 minutes or half an hour is just not enough, particularly when you can do it when you're doing other things like exercising or driving or commuting. Uh, so I'd love to know your thoughts on that. So this app, I want to talk about scarcity mindset, and I touched on this topic a little bit, and I kind of realized that I hadn't really dedicated a, a proper whole episode to this. Uh, obviously, I talk about mindset a lot uh, and interject it within a lot of the things I do, uh, but I want to talk about it from a little bit of a different um, aspect, I think, this week this week, this time to help you and for some of the other different personality types out there, some of the mindset work stuff just doesn't sit. So, you know, I've spoken about journaling and doing meditation and actually doing some of the reprogramming work around your mindset and that all starts with awareness. Any step to change is awareness. And so diving into your belief structure and your belief system and what you think around money. And there are so many things you can do in it. I actually have done some uh, video training around it. And I'm actually going to be releasing like a really short, punchy course around money mindset to help you with that stuff, to dive into your beliefs, to look at the, the past events 
that have happened, emotionally triggering events that often are what of the basis of a lot of our belief systems now that we still hold on to. Um, so a lot of the steps to reprogram come from first doing that work. And then, you know, using daily mantras and affirmations. And I still use them. So I even use I am affirmations before I go to bed because pre-sleep is the the time in which your brain is literally preparing yourself to get into theta state. And in that state, your subconscious mind is reworking um, and sifting through all of the things that it needs to reject or delete or, you know, discard and then what it needs to keep. And so when you prime your mind for sleep, particularly because it's six or seven or eight or nine hours, it is the longest chunk of time when you're in that theta state to help to reprogram your mind. So I actually play I am affirmations before I go to sleep. I can't sleep with them, but often I do fall asleep and I'll wake up and then I'll turn it off and go back to sleep. Um, anyway, my point was that some of those things don't work for, for a lot of people. And a lot of the mindset work that I know a lot of coaches do doesn't actually touch on the physical tangible things that you can do that actually make a massive impact sometimes more of an impact than the you know mindset activities or actions you can do and I want to talk about that specifically because the action takers and the the people that need the tangible non-vague you know real things this is going to help you a lot. And even if you are someone that likes to do a lot of the inner work, or maybe you like to journal or meditate, or um, maybe you like to use mantras or affirmations or all of that stuff, and maybe you're super spiritual and all, all of that, I invite you to implement some of these things to work on your scarcity mindset because it doesn't just happen with one thing. You can't just work on the mindset stuff and not do the actual physical stuff. They work in tandem. Uh, you have to do both. <laughs> and so I invite you to implement some of these and just try them out because I am guessing, well, and I definitely know from experience that this is what is going to help you take that quantum. Like integrating this with the internal work actually makes a massive difference. Um, so yeah, so I want to talk about, about this stuff and it's actually come up. Actually, I was talking to my husband about this, uh, this week, obviously he's a dude. Um, so he is quite a masculine, uh, man, but he does step into, you know, we all have masculine feminine energy, uh, but he does step into his more feminine, like you know, easy like state sometimes, but when he's in his true masculine and a true masculine is like very logical and, um, you know, doesn't outwardly talk about, uh, talk through emotions. I know that for a lot of women, definitely my friends, uh, talk through our emotions, whereas guys don't always do that. And I was talking to him this week about, you know, how he processes some things, uh, like when he's stressed or like overwhelmed or in a fear state and really scarcity mindset is just a fear state. That's all it is. Um, and he was talking about how 
he does a lot of the physical stuff. And actually I realized that that's what I teach my clients. That's what I also do. Um, and really a lot of the steps I have to overcome scarcity mindset and even the steps I have to up level with my one-on-one clients involve this really tangible physical stuff. So one of these, and this is not going to be a surprise and you're going to be like, Oh, that's such a letdown, (laughs) but bear with me. One of these is to literally take action. Like I'm not even kidding you because we can all be fearful and all be uncomfortable and all be in whatever state and still have the ability to take action. You can be tired and still do it. You can be scared about it and still do it. And so much of the skill and the mindset work and your development and getting better at it, it actually is involved with and to do with experience, which means experience only comes from taking action, right? Literally like doing the thing. And one of the people that I really I follow, a guy called Jim Fortin, um, he's big in the kind of business and also spiritual space. Uh, and you know, does a lot of money mindset work. One of the things he does with his, uh, I don't even know what he calls it in a circle mastermind, something, um, is one of the activities is to, that you have to go and do something super uncomfortable. <laughs> and so, yeah, Tim Ferriss even talks about this. He wrote the four hour work week that, going and doing something uncomfortable. And ironically, and probably not surprisingly, I'm sure it's not a coincidence, maybe Jim Fortin took inspiration from Tim Ferriss. One of Jim Fortin's uh, activities was to go and lie down on the concrete floor in the middle of like a busy area, in the middle of a shopping center or the middle of a walkway. And so I live in Bondi in Sydney, And if any of you know Bondi, it is a popular beach for tourists, uh, particularly in summer. Now, I live in North Bondi, which is much more local friendly. And the North Bondi part is not as touristed and lots of stuff, but still it's quite busy. And so I actually haven't done this. So you guys, I'm asking you to hold me accountable. And I know that a lot of the listeners here are in the Facebook group. And so if you are in there, I invite you to push me. If I haven't posted about it or talked about it or gone live about it in there, then um, you are welcome to ask me about whether I've done this. But so Jim Fortin's uh, activity, one of his activities is to go and do something super uncomfortable and to take action on it and to go and like lie down in the middle of the concrete street because why people look at you and they judge you and it's scary. (laughs) And so how does this relate to scarcity mindset? So getting uncomfortable and being comfortable with that and, you know, stepping into being seen and being judged and not being accepted or being rejected or whatever means that we can step more into our fear and more into the things that we're scared of 
and realize that we can still take action on those things seems really scary but when you do it for like two minutes and you get up and it's over and it's done and people are like maybe she's a bit loopy well and then what nothing happened you didn't die (laughs) and often acting taking action in the face of fear is the very thing that completely rewires our brain to enable us to see a different way of thinking so you can do all the mindset work that you want but it isn't until you take action on it you've heard this before right so much information we are drowning in information And it's true with the investing world. It's true in the investing space. There's so much information, but we're starving for knowledge. And all of that knowledge is pointless if you don't take action on it. And so taking action now means you're facing the fear and you're just doing it anyway. And so the more you do that, the better you get at it. And the less scary it is and the more you learn and go, oh, actually, I could have done that differently. Maybe I'll do that this time. And so when it comes to scarcity mindset around money and or investing or, you know, being worried about future you and wealth, well, take action on it. Like if you're scared about your tax bill, go and take action. Use Mel Robbins approach and she has she has one of her approaches is called five, four, three, two, one. When you get to one from counting backwards, you have to just go and do it, right? Like you just have to call your tax accountant and make an appointment. I literally did this with one of my one-on-one clients this week. That was the action. And she was so scared. She is a multi, multi, multi six-figure earner a year, like over 500, like over half a mil. And was completely scared. Like that was the biggest thing that was holding her back from stepping forward and taking the next step and getting over the, the her new launch that she's doing this month was around the fear around tax. That was it, the lack of clarity. And sometimes it can be, you know, for some of you listening, it might be like, who would be scared of that? And for others, it might be like, I completely relate. I am like, that's my fear too. And it might be that you have a scarcity mindset and fear mindset around investing. And that's the thing that's stopping you. And for that reason alone, you haven't got ahead. You haven't literally taken action. And it's been two years and you've been sitting on it and going, I'll do it soon. But because of the fear of the unknown or it seems too scary even though you know, and I've talked, I've spoken about investing bootcamp before, that I'm there the whole way through. I give you the handholding, and yet it doesn't matter unless you actually take action. So the biggest thing around overcoming scarcity mindset is taking action. And there are a couple of other things I want to talk about too, but that is the biggest one, which is why I've just spent 15 minutes talking about it. <laughs> But the other ones are to actually start to learn. So get the knowledge, not the information. Don't just like go and consume a million free things. I've been guilty of this in the past in whatever area. So if you're in business or, you know, in any area, if you're looking to 
try to manage your money better if you're or if you're looking to invest and you're consuming all of the free things from everyone and not actually putting down money and investing in proper knowledge and backing yourself that's not that's not knowledge that's just consuming free information like that anyone can do and yes google is available to everyone but it's the people that actually back themselves invest in themselves and get the proper support that actually get ahead faster and so getting the proper knowledge about anything that might be in your business that might be in how to properly negotiate a pay rise that might be in literally joining investing bootcamp and coming to invest and learning that might be you know getting the proper knowledge around i don't know your health or anything get the proper knowledge I hear so much scarcity mindset comments, statements, beliefs, patterns, and things that stop so many women, and it all comes from scarcity mindset around the economy. And this is this is probably the biggest thing that I have to overcome as a mentor and trainer to help other people get further ahead. It's the mindset around the scarcity mindset around the economy and these false, bizarre beliefs that just are not true. So first biggest one, take action. Second biggest one, get the proper knowledge. And through those things, you actually learn the skills, things like managing your money. The thing is, it's a concrete learnable skill and it's so damn easy once you do it. Once you learn it, it is like it's you do it with your eyes closed. Not even I don't even think about it anymore. And I learned it, you know, ages ago. And once my clients learned it, this this is something that happened actually with my one-on-one clients uh, this week with someone else this week. They uh, had a session with me, and they were uh, they got back to me on you know a massive big payment they came through. Most of my clients have their own um, businesses. And so they had a, a big, like, uh, big new client come through and for them. So they were like, okay, I'm going to split up the payments based on everything that they've learned through working with me. And I wrote back and said, you know, you've just hit on the exact percentages, the exact breakdowns that you've been like that you've learned from the start and without even thinking about it without even realizing that they like they weren't actually working it out that way but it just became so it became the default and so once you actually learn it it's just like learning to ride a bike it's just like learning to drive a car get behind the wheel you take action you get the experience you get the knowledge you get someone to train you and now you can drive from A to B, not even think about it, and you get to the other end and be like, how did that happen? I was off with the fairies, <laughs> right? Just like just like that, just like driving, managing your money, and investing is a concrete learnable skill. So stop thinking that other people are just born with it or they are smarter than you. It's not true. Uh, okay, the other one I want to talk about, is mentors and expanders. 
which are essentially the same thing, mentor, expander, whatever term you use. And having them in your life and the impact that it actually has on your development, having someone to guide you, coach you, like it's just like parents growing up, right? They're the ones that teach us to tie our shoelace. And I know that we're kids then, but as adults, we continuously learn, evolve and grow. So why do we think that we can do that on our own without the guidance from someone else who's has the knowledge, who has the experience, who has the results. So having them in your life, maybe they still are your mom. Maybe they're your older sister. Maybe they're your boss. Maybe you have a coach. Maybe they're celebrities that you really respect and you have so many life lessons from and that's enough for you. But having them in your life, and this is why I talk about masterminds being so damn powerful having them in your life means you get the shortcuts because you don't have to figure it out by yourself and so scarcity mindset comes often so much from not knowing that's where it comes from comes from the fear which and fear is lack of knowledge fear is not having the confidence in what's going to happen in the future and confidence comes from competence and so how could you possibly be confident about something if you're not confident about it competent in it and so to get there what do you need to do well you need to have the proper knowledge which comes from mentors or guides which comes from taking action which comes from proper knowledge you see how this is all linking in now right and then the final one I want to talk about and this is a big one is about your goals but not specifically just about setting them because we're all taught to set them and how you know I can't even remember the stats but the number of people that actually hit their goals or get further ahead or are more successful are the ones that set goals And there's a massive difference in how many people are actually more successful versus who don't get there. And the ones that don't get there or aren't successful, that group of people are the ones that don't set goals. Mm -hmm. And so I know it's drilled into us and, you know, I know you're like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. But here's what happens. I see so many, and I've done this in the past too, I've... I'm 100% guilty of this. I see so many using goals as the basis of uh, keeping them small, meaning not setting really big goals because they're worried they won't hit it. And that's just setting a goal from scarcity mindset, isn't it? Setting a goal is about striving for something, about having a focus about on something that's really meaningful to you. And who cares if you don't hit it? It's not about hitting it. You guys, goals are not about hitting them. It's about waking up every day, every week, every month and setting the intention of what you're working towards, of having that thing that's guiding you because that's the most meaningful to you and understanding that even if you don't hit it, you're still further ahead than if you hadn't set a goal at all 
Seriously, how can you know where you're going if you don't first set an intention for it? We don't first like get the clarity around it. And so why not set a bigger goal? Because then at least you'll be further ahead. And so instead of looking at that as going, you know what, I failed because I didn't hit that goal. Well, maybe you're still partway there. Like maybe you're still working on it. <laughs> maybe you still just have a bit to go. Maybe you've, you've learned the way not to do it. And the only way for you to work out how to do it is to work out how not to do it. And so instead of seeing failing as being this really bad thing, what if you were to fail 10 times? And I say fail in quotes, like quote unquote fail, when really it's not, it's not failing, is it? Because you've at least got further ahead than where you were before, or at least you tried something, or at least you learnt something. And so maybe you just got a new way of looking at it and you've discovered a new pathway and you've hit a wall and then gone, okay, well, maybe I can pivot. And maybe it's strengthening for you to realize that, hey, this is really important for you. It doesn't matter if you fail. Like it doesn't matter because the end goal is actually not the point. It's actually the journey. It's actually the getting there. It's actually the learning and the growing and the, the path. It's like the obstacle, whatever obstacle you're facing right now is the way. That's the only way to get there. And that is like the journey to get there is life. Because what I've learned, certainly the way I set goals and certainly from working with a lot of people is that our goals seem to evolve. Like they seem to shift, don't they? We always have something and then maybe we're six months in or maybe we thought we'd get it in a month and it takes us three months and then we get to that thing in three months and you're like, you know, but it's kind of shifted and maybe now I want this thing. And so if it's constantly elusive, we never really get there, but that's never really the point. The point is working towards something that we want because we're growing and evolving and learning and adapting and that's our life and that's being human and that's nice because us as humans we can't be stagnant it doesn't work and so I know I've just spoken a lot about goals but coming back to how that relates to scarcity mindset is don't set goals from a scarcity mindset don't set goals from thinking, oh, I better set something that I know I might be able to hit because then I can say that I can, I did it. Well, why don't you just set something that's really big? And I'll tell you mine now. All right, I will tell you mine because it's something that I don't know how I'm going to do it, but at least I'm telling you girls, and hopefully this is inspiring for you to set something bigger and understand that even if I don't hit it, at least... Getting further ahead of where I am now is better. Like even if I hit 80% of it or 50% of it, it's still better than if I'd set a safe goal, which would have been maybe 10% in the first place anyway. 
So my goal is in the next five years, and girls, I'm 35, okay, uh, and you know I announced it, I had a big thing and I did a song and dance about how we hit a million dollars like a few months ago in invested assets. So I want to hit five mil in five years. By the time I'm 40, I want to hit five million. So meaning turning that one million, which by the way took me 10 years or took us, my husband and I, 10 years, turning that one million into five million. Don't know how I'm going to do it. That's, you know, like four times the amount in half the time, <laughs> literally. But it's a big goal. And hey, at least I'm then setting my subconscious up to think about and look for and proactively seek out opportunities and subconsciously direct me into avenues where I have said this is where I want to go. Like don't underestimate the power of the subconscious mind. It can put you in disempowering scarcity mindset or it can help you towards a more abundance mindset. And how do you do that? By taking action right now, going and doing something towards the thing that you're scared about because you can act in spite of fear. Getting the proper knowledge getting the mentors who have done it before and making bigger goals that sometimes might scare the crap out of you. But hey, if we're not failing, we're not learning, right? So I want to hear yours too. In fact, I might make a thread about this in the Facebook group. I'm going to tell you my goal in there. If you're not already in there, come and join. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. And I want to hear yours too, so that we can all support each other in our failing of them. (laughs) Because even our 80% failing means we're further ahead. All right, go and take action on something now and go and kick that scarcity mindset in the butt. Like right now, go and do it. All right, babes. Uh-huh.